0: everyone my name is michael kaiser and i'm john wilson and welcome to another episode of make ours marvel this is episode 100
1: yeah finally
0: <laughs> yay wait wait that sounds familiar
1: that really does sound familiar is this the second time we've done this possibly okay this is our second episode 100 but not yay. our 200th episode so i guess we're going to no. have to call this episode 100 part 2
0: Okay, that way we, when we do get to 200, we really won't be able to count how many episodes it took to get us there.
1: (laughs) So we are going to do the second half of our celebratory look back at the history of the Avengers through the eyes of Joe Casey and Scott Collins. And we're going to talk about the second half of the miniseries from, these issues are from early 2005, Avengers Mm -hmm. Earth's Mightiest
0: Heroes. Yay! We are on letter G. Yes, all of the
1: issues are have a, have a letter from the word Avengers. They all have a hero, or more than one hero, standing in the middle of the letter. And this one is Giant Man and the Wasp.
0: Letter G. Giant Man.
1: Hey, look at that. I think that's the only time that that happens.
0: <laughs> I think you're right. And I believe you have this issue.
1: I do. I started last time, so I'm starting this time. Okay, mm-hmm. so we start out with Jarvis and his mother out walking home from a movie, I think, or dinner, from dinner. And they're just talking about his job, and she finds his job kind of odd um, in that way that sometimes mothers do when they don't really understand what exactly you're doing or why you're choosing to do it. And they get mugged. And Hawkeye saves the day. He shoots arrows down. He is in full purple and blue regalia. He is living his costumed Hawkeye life. It's pretty great. Meanwhile, Mm -hmm. Count Nefaria, or Nefaria,
0: Or whatever. Uh, In, I think it's it's Doctor Dream or something, isn't it?
1: <laughs> For like five. Okay. Side note: Was that just like a random character that they decided to call Count Nefaria? I don't know because <laughs> he's back to the monocle by the very next issue.
0: I don't know. It was that was just a weird one-off that he never talks about. He he, he yeah. We don't talk
1: about Doctor Dream, y'all. John D shows up at his door. I want my costume back. Okay. Um. <laughs> Anyways, Nefaria has captured Captain America in his castle in New Jersey. Um, They're talking the Avengers show up and rescue Captain America. Wasp is there. She goes from wasp size to full size and throws some people off. Um, I think there are some teen brigaders. I guess it'd be brigadiers. We cut scenes to Hawkeye and Jarvis talking about how cool the Avengers are. And Jarvis actually brings Hawkeye over to the home. To see the mansion and see the A on top of the gate. Mm -hmm. Um, Cut back to the Nefaria fight. The army has shown up. The Avengers help take down Count Nefaria. He gets arrested by the military, but they realize in the kerfuffle, the wasp has taken a bullet and Giant Man loses his crap. So we do the whole like go to Europe. No, no, we cut scene to East Transia, Europe, and we see two characters we have not seen before. One in a blue with white trim parka and one with a red parka. Their hoods are pulled over their faces. When they find a seat at the inn and they sit down and and pull their hoods off, we meet Pietro and Wanda Maximoff. I started to say Pietro and Quicksilver, and I was like, that's not it. (laughs) Well, kind of, but yeah, no. Um, back at the, uh, hospital, giant man's like, Oh my God, somebody get a doctor over here. Captain America and Iron Man are talking about, um, how the wasp has gone through surgery and how they're just waiting to see what happens. Um, Captain America is not okay with the fact that they lo- almost lost a person while he was there. Mm hmm. Uh, this is. He thinks that he's beginning to lose his effectiveness in the field, and he really needs to deal with Zemo, and he's going to go do that. Meanwhile, Giant Man is praying, and God shows up, i.e. <laughs> Thor shows up, and he starts talking about being a god, and Hank's like, Dude, I am not in the mood for your crap right now. And Thor's like, I am not jesting. And it's like whatever, you know what? That, that's great because I've got to go face reality. Doctor comes in and says your girlfriend is going to be fine. So Hank is finally relieved. Back at Avengers Mansion, Jarvis and Rick are kind of hanging out whenever the power goes out, and Zemo is standing there with a gun. He shoots down Jarvis and holds a gun to Rick's head. To be continued.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: Dun, dun,
0: dun. I love the thug on the first page has a sign around his neck that says, Do not feed. <laughs> I don't know. I want that sign. That's awesome. Especially uh, after midnight, he could turn into a gremlin. <clears throat> especially he's the biggest thug in the of the three, of course. Uh, Hawkeye being a cool, like, you know, back alley daredevil guy. That was neat. I liked that. Mm-hmm. Notice we've had no... I mean, we haven't had a lot of Hawkeye. Now we're starting to ramp up the Hawkeye a little bit, but... There was no Black Widow mentioned so far. She
1: is only casually mentioned once or twice. And it's like her importance to him is all but erased and minimized in this story. Um, It's it's an interesting choice that I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. It's one of those, we only have so many pages, we can only do so many plot threads. So I can see why they might minimize that one.
0: And also, Uh, you know, if you read the originals, we sort of laughed at how little she meant to him as soon as she went to the hospital, right? Like, so how do you wrap your brain around that in a modern story? Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, did he did he straight up just lose interest because she's no longer sexually viable for him? Or like, <laughs> like what's going on? Because a minute ago, he was willing to do anything for her love. Mm-hmm. And now he's like, just now we're at the stage here in this book. But also, that's what happened in the original stories. It's kind of just like, she got hurt, he took her to the hospital, and then he never came back. Like, what happened? Hawkeye?
1: That was weird. And, you know, Hawkeye's in full-blown costume. He's hawkeye around. Also, if we're at Count Nefaria, that's issue 13. Mm-hmm. Some time has definitely passed um, between the first half and the second half of this miniseries.
0: Yeah, because Kang was – or was Kang the last one? Kang was eight, yeah. So we mm-hmm. skipped quite a few. But, you know, I bet some of those stories weren't worth focusing on either, if I recall correctly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wonder Man – Oh, Wonder Man. Wow, that is actually kind of a big skip.
1: Yeah, that I could definitely see that playing into the narrative as they're structuring it here. They could definitely do some spin on that. Immortus showing up, but not really because they reset time.
0: Oh, that's worthless, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then— Actually,
0: though, the thing about Wonder Man is it involves Zemo, so I could kind of see why they don't want to do three instances of encountering Zemo. Right, right. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway.
1: Um, I don't remember 11. Oh, yeah. 11 was the stupid, stupid Spider-Man robot.
0: Oh, we could skip that. In Egypt?
1: Yeah. 12 yeah. was the <clears throat> Mole Man with the random red ghost appearance.
0: Yep. So, yeah. There was a big chunk of Avengers we did not like. And I guess they don't either.
1: And it's it's really... Wonder In Man fact, would have been cool, but you're right. The Zemo kind of works against it.
0: You know, what's interesting is we didn't like this either. The... And they skip over all the stuff we hated, which is great. Yeah. Where where Wasp Um, gets shot.
1: The entire search for the doctor and staving off the alien war. (laughs) And the watcher showing
0: up. Like, I guess you could argue that that still happens at some point somewhere in this. But no, maybe you can't argue that. Because, no. Because they're all just standing around at the hospital and then they go their separate ways. They don't do the whole searching for the doctor thing at all. They're all just... Um, in well, churches we see and
1: stuff. that Dr. Svensson is here. Now that Dr. Svensson is here, the Wasp is in surgery. So between Giant Man, I need a doctor, and Iron Man and Cap talking, there could have been some gallivanting.
0: Okay, you're right. There could have been the entire issue between those two pages, yeah. Mm-hmm. We do get to see Wasp actually doing what got her shot, where before she was just shot somewhere, and we don't know when or how or who or why. She was shot off panel, yep. Shot off panel completely, but now at least she saves the teen brigade by assuming, presumably, acting as a shield Mm because they are not shot. So that was cool. I thought. I don't know.
1: I love how. Yeah, definitely very cool. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: Having her be involved and helping
1: with the fight, giving her some action. Because even though they include her in the story, she's still not doing a whole lot in the action bits in this series. No, but it
0: also explains like how she got shot because she had to stay her full size in order to take the bullet for Rick. You know, versus. Oh yeah turning into the wasp and stinging them she can't do that right here because there's these four innocent kids that are in the way that's right so i hadn't so really that processed
1: good. that she's with the kids she looks over her shoulder and guys shoot machine guns and that's the end of the scene
0: yeah so she clearly jumped took in him. the way which right. was awesome anyway um, maybe took him out too somehow but we didn't get to see that
1: i was a little bit surprised somehow that jarvis's mother was still alive
0: yeah, I guess I don't know how old Jarvis is supposed to be. The thing is, he's like balding with gray hair, but it's like, dang, I know people who are balding with gray hair that are my age. So, and, and the words that is somewhere between thirty and eighty, right? Exactly. And she could be, she could be like in her nineties, and he could be in his sixties or something. I don't know, seventies.
1: And I was trying to figure out if he knows that Tony Stark is Iron Man. Good he said question. something that made me think against what i was expecting um it's not quite working for mr stark anymore i am but in a different capacity yeah so i guess he does way. know that yeah i guess he does know that stark is do oh, we know and he knows it in the comics no yeah we have well, no not indication y- he knows anything about any
0: of them he's not hardly spoken but i mean like is it common knowledge that he's like retroactively that he's known forever? Or is there some point in Avengers history where he learns this information? I don't know the answer. I'm sure you don't off the top of your head either, but Um,
1: well, my, my memory of my Avengers reading that went up to like the late Uh seventies was that no one knew anyone except that Thor and I want to say Iron Man figured each other out. Okay. But Jarvis is really hardly a character in any of that. So whether he right. knows any of their names is, is a big question. Um, I, we will have to see if we ever get to Roy Thomas's run. Cause that's the next time I remember Jarvis actually being a person.
0: I mean, you think if he's not going to tell his girlfriend, he's not going to tell a Butler, but who knows? Who knows?
1: But then the question comes up. Okay. So he was working for Tony Stark. Now he's working for the Avengers. How did that transition to employment come if he doesn't know the connection?
0: Well, there is a connection that everybody knows, and that's that they live at Tony Stark's house, and he donates it. So he's donating Uh, his butler, right? Yeah, yeah. that works pretty neatly. So that that line, I'm working in a different capacity than to directly under Mr. Stark, could work whether he knows or doesn't know, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So
1: Hawkeye really glosses pretty neatly over his devotion to the Black Widow, making him a threat. He says, I had a few run-ins with your boy, Iron Man. There was a big misunderstanding. Things have gotten a little out of hand. I started out, well, I want to do the whole hero thing, you know, do what you guys do, maybe not in that skill, but I want to do my bit. It's just like that, that really ignores a lot of stuff <laughs> that involves the Black Widow <laughs> and you making choices.
0: <laughs> it does. And I also feel like I do like that they talk about how he tried to be a hero and then Im- immediately his first gig was basically like the police thinking he was a villain, which I kind of didn't even pick up on when we first read it. I didn't really mm-hmm. get that that's what was happening. So Hawkeye's just kind of a muddled character in the beginning anyway, so I kind of don't I kind of don't fault, fault the series for glossing over things, I guess, because it's kind of weird.:
1: Yeah, even, even in the '60s, Hawkeye looks back on those incidents a little bit more rosy-tinted than they actually happened.:
0: Yeah, I don't recall his, his
1: motivations in that scene being super awesome.:
0: No, it was like, oh, Iron Man's cool. I could be cool too, because I can do arrows." Mm-hmm. was basically the motivation. And then it's but only later that we, the
1: best supervillain ever, so, or the or the caption did, or something.
0: Only later, there's all these like retcons with trick shot and swordsman, and you know mm-hmm. this whole buff story that they. I don't know. I'm kind of glad they just didn't go with it. I guess. So
1: when we see Hawkeye, I was starting to wonder if or when we would see our favorite mutant siblings. And look, there they are.
0: Hmm. I like that they're on the run because I think what we saw in the '60s was them hanging out in what looked like a nice James Bond hotel with sweaters. Uh, Yeah. Sipping tea. and had a chateau. Yeah. And you and I were both like, where is this? How did they get here? What are they doing? And this kind of makes more sense that they're criminals Mm -hmm. and fugitives and wanted mutants. And so they're hiding in Europe, which is where they're from.
1: Yeah. Eastern Europe. It's called Transia, which I don't think exists. I did not look it up.
0: Doesn't sound very real, does it?
1: Mm Mm-mm. Uh, I just looked up the word chateau because Stanley specifically used the word chateau, uh-huh. a large French country house or castle often giving its name to wine made in its neighborhood. And okay. The pictures they have of chateaus are like somewhere between mansion and palace. Right. That's just where they were.
0: <laughs> they were just hiding out there, I guess. Presumably didn't yep. own that. Um, I think they turned Giant Man's original emotion of super saddy sad man into super ragey rage man. Again, more of that abuser retcon anger management thing, I think. But it works, I guess. He was like crying in the sixties, wasn't he? More than mad? Yeah. Um, he was like breaking down, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he was he was inconsolable. He was like non-responsive.
0: Did you did you catch that little beat here where Iron Man's like Dear God, I just hope we're not too late. And Cap's like, it's not worth... Uh, I mean, yes, so do I. That was kind of harsh. Was he trying to say it's not worth like saving her? Or she's going to die anyway or something? Or what is he trying to say there? I'm trying to find the line. What page are you it's, on? It's the page where he kicks open the door and says, I need a doctor. It's like the la- second to last panel.
1: Okay, please someone... Guys, folks, give us some room here. Dear God, I just hope we're not too late.
0: Wow. What's that about? Like... He's just so focused on Zemo, or is it like a Bucky thing? Like you're just going to lose him. Everybody loses somebody. He's, um, he's, he's well, a little more directly
1: into his conversation with Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, I can't do this right now. You're asking me to think about administrative regulations and Pentagon paperwork, but the truth is, there's one thing I'm missing right now: Zemo is still at large. I never would have let myself be taken prisoner. Who can say if my mistake wouldn't have cost the Wasp her life? I don't know. It's it, that that line. It's not worth. He doesn't, doesn't finish dive
0: it. with everything. Right. Right. I don't know what it means. It was weird. Okay. Well, yeah.
1: A little bit of weird scripting, but I guess okay.
0: That so, Thor says, the gates of Valhalla have welcomed many a noble warrior. When the wasp time comes, she will have her seat in the great hall. Now, how does that work? Like, we have multiple mythologies in this world. Mm-hmm. Known mythologies, let alone the unknown ones. Uh, and theoretically, I guess North's mythology was worshiped by humans so humans at some point thought they went to valhalla some sect of humans thought they went to valhalla right Mm -hmm. but i mean does thor just think that every human who dies and is worthy can go to valhalla or are there other passages they can choose or how does that work
1: we had a similar discussion along these lines whenever we met hercules um
0: for instance yeah
1: some you know when you're part of a culture that has a religion In theory, at least, the gods of your religion are probably, you view them as the gods of the entire world. Right. Like, if you have a creator myth, Mm -hmm. they didn't just create, you know, New Jersey. No. They created the entire Earth and all of the humans in it. Right. So, I feel like Thor is talking from that perspective. Uh Uh-huh. That the gates of Valhalla will welcome every warrior. So, theoretically, any warrior on the Earth. But he's been to Olympus. He's been to <laughs> Olympus. He knows that there are other gods. He's standing in a Judeo-Christian worship uh, center.
0: And have we ever, and see, I always put you on the spot because you read way more than I do, but have we ever seen like a superhero die that wasn't Thor connected and that's gone to Valhalla or something like that, you know?
1: Oh, that's a fantastic question. I, I would, I would put $10 down saying no. Yeah. Right. Marvel, Marvel has never done a non-Thor-related character who dies and goes to Valhalla and Asgard. Because why would they, right?
0: Right. So only Asgardians die and go to Valhalla in this world, is what I'm guessing. Or or people who worship those gods. Or maybe people who worship those gods. That's a good point. I don't know. Anyway, he's just very certain that Wasp would go there, which I found interesting. Because he knows about all the other places. Or some of them, anyway. And, you
1: know, Hank sees this as needless fippery or frippery or so you know nonsense about Uh. a religion that he does
0: not care about well i think one thing is he doesn't believe thor is a god just like tony doesn't both Mm -hmm. men of science but also like is that what you really want i mean thor's trying his best here as a warrior but do you really want to hear that your wife's about to die or your soon-to-be wife is going to die and he's like don't worry about it she'll go to heaven it's fine like that's not what you want to hear right because one, he doesn't believe in Valhalla, and two, that suggests that it's okay if she dies, which he doesn't. You know, he doesn't want her to die. So, yeah, that was kind of a stupid thing for Thor to say, I guess. But it's also a very warrior thing to say.
1: Mm-hmm. And Thor says, you know, I, I would not hesitate to call upon the Allfather to intervene in matters where my teammates are concerned. Makes sure you wonder why he hasn't yet, if he would not hesitate.
0: Um, yeah, that's actually a kind of a powerful sentence. Like any time one of his guys die, he can go in there and fix it. Call his dad. Yeah, But this does give
1: the PIMS motivation for them to leave the team, which I wasn't expecting that to be the case. But this this event right here is basically the motivating factor in the PIMS getting out of the Avengers.
0: Which I got to say is kind of better. It plays really well. Yeah, it plays a lot better than what we got, which was just kind of like, I think we're done. Mm -hmm. Which they never really had any particular reason why they were done. This works a lot better. I like this. Uh, now comes the part where I think they really kind of derail a little bit, but I guess okay. that's next. That's more next issue, right? So yeah, because of the Zemo attack. Yeah, I don't know if you're done with this one.
1: Uh, just that when Cap mentioned Zemo earlier with Iron Man, it felt like it had been a couple issues since he'd brought it up.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: doing so before this cliffhanger makes a lot of storytelling sense, brings Zemo back to mind before you end with him showing up. Right. So, but yeah, that's the end of issue five.
0: All right. Should we move on to E? Hawkeye. I think we've already had an E. How do you spell? This is the second E. So second E. Hawkeye. It's the Hawkeye. Okay. Issue number six. Um, and it starts right where we left off. Basically, Zemo kidnapping, knocking Jarvis on the head, and kidnapping Rick. So now we got the Avengers like trying to figure out where everybody is, and you know Jarvis nursing his head and saying he's so sorry. Uh, we cut to Iron Man and Cap getting into a little discussion about what they should do next. Iron Man's like, you know, the Masters of Evil are out there. We should all band together and go deal with that and figure out what it is that Zemo's up to because obviously all this is a trap. And Cap's like, nah, bro, sorry. This is my brain right now. is Zemo, Zemo, Zemo. I don't care about the Masters of Evil. You guys go take care of them. I have to go after Rick. I cannot let another plucky brown-haired, 16-year-old, die at the hands of Zemo. So I'm just going to leave. And Iron Man's like, but you can't leave. We're a team. What if you don't come back? Also, we need you for A1 clearance. Sorry, I have to go. So he leaves. And Iron Man's just like, "Arg!" And he walks around. Oh, no. And then Jarvis, we cut to Jarvis finding Hawkeye's secret lair in Brooklyn. I guess they've just been chumming around lately. And Jarvis is like, how do you make your trick arrows anyway? He's like, oh, I know this guy named the Tinkerer. And Jarvis is like, um, isn't that a dude who also supplies for bad people? And that makes Hawkeye wig out. And he's like, hey, man, I'm not fancy like you Avengers, okay? I do what I got to do. This is the best I can be. And I am Nick. Ne- ne- can't be any else. I'm barely hanging on, man. And he breaks all his little trick arrows and stuff. Uh, cut back to Iron Man looking to get the rest of the team going and Thor sitting in the dark. And Iron Man's like, oh, God, do you have bad news? He's like, yes, I have to go to Asgard. There's Asgardian business in Asgard. And Iron Man's like, no, you can't right now. We've got, we're trying to cap left and we got stuff to do. And besides, Asgard isn't real and this is stupid. And so Thor gets up and looks like he's about to strike him in the head with his hammer. But he says instead, touch it, touch my hammer. And Iron Man (laughs) touches his hammer and his eyes fill with visions of Asgard and a big old odin and he's like knocked to his knees and he's like oh my god it's real i never would have believed it's real i am so sorry i doubted you i will never doubt a single thing you ever say again but please stay on the avengers he's like but i can't i have better business you humans are just humans and i gotta go he's like fine i guess the avengers suck and then iron man's like no you've done a very good thing here and Midgard is awesome because of you guys, so keep it going. Once an Avenger, always an Avenger. I will be back. And he goes through a portal and disappears. And Iron Man looks at the charter and says, yeah, yeah, well, I guess we'll see. Cut to Bolivia. Captain America crashes the plane he stole. He cuts through the jungle, knocking people out left and right. He finds the tortured Rick, like, hanging from a rope. Not dead, but, you know, captured, and he frees him. But it was all trap, of course, just as Iron Man said, because Baron Zemo's there surrounded by a bunch of bad guys, and Baron Zemo has his cool death ray gun, and he's like, I'm going to kill you. Cut to Bremen, Germany, where the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are still uh, on the run. Let's see. And they see a news footage of the BBC where unconfirmed reports that several members of the Avengers have left the organization. So that turns their head a little bit. But back to uh, where we were, Bolivia. Captain America kicking butt, taking names. Uh, Zemo shoots his death ray gun. Um, but it doesn't work against Cap's shield. Or, yeah, it doesn't work against Cap shield. And then Cap throws, and it makes Zemo shoot the mountain above him, just like in the original story And The Mountain Falls, and crushes, and Cap, and... Theoretically, supposedly, maybe, but not really, Baron Zemo, Cap, and Rick Jones are buried to death to be continued.
1: Yeah, he throws his uh, shield and knocks the blast upward, just like in the comic. Mm -hmm. But just like in the comic, he came here to kill this guy. So even though one might argue he didn't actually directly kill Zemo, the blast of the mountain did, I feel like that's incidental. Captain America went to kill Zemo, and Zemo's dead.
0: Yeah. Was there somewhere in this issue or in a previous issue? Because something made me groan where he said, like, he's never killed anybody. And I think maybe we glossed over that. Or was that in this issue? Um, I swear he says, even in the war, I never killed anybody or something. And I just was like, no, that's stupid. I don't like that.
1: I don't remember that if he said it. Uh, he said, let's see. Boy, was it maybe that was last issue? And I just forgot. I mean, he's determined to kill the guy. The longer I rate, the worse it'll get. The rest of you should stay, do with whatever needs going on. But he keeps talking about it
0: like it's a choice that he's never had to make before, which I just cry foul on, kind of. Oh, maybe. I, I read the whole thing as like he's compelled to because
1: this cost Bucky his life. Yes. So he's got to get his revenge.
0: Okay, maybe he didn't say that. I just thought he did, but I don't know. Yeah, he was definitely going there to kill him. And, you know, rightly so, Nazi, but.
1: Now, okay, so there's a bit of a continuity fluff because okay. Nick, Captain America oh. says, I've already spoken to Nick Fury over at the CIA. He's been gathering intelligence reports on Zemo's last known whereabouts. Somewhere in South America, they say. Um. Yeah. Captain America um, wrote the... Go ahead. Captain America wrote the letter to Nick Fury in issue 15, which is where we are.
0: Mm-hmm. and That's
1: where he wrote the letter saying, hey, you may not remember me from the war. And he's trying to reestablish a friendship.
0: Okay. I actually think this issue... Derails from continuity more than most of them, or at least I can't figure out how it works. Because if I remember, they come home, Rick's been kidnapped, they all jump in the ship to go after, and on the way they encounter the Masters of Evil who attack the ship, one by one the Avengers fall out except for Cap who keeps on flying. And so Thor, who was definitely there because they defeated the Masters of Evil by opening a portal with Thor. Mm-hmm. Thor and Iron Man and Giant Man and the Wasp all fight the Masters of Evil on the street while Cap takes it, you know, to the jungle. Whereas this, it's like everybody's kind of breaking up and they don't really even address who or when or why or how they defeat the Masters of Evil, right? Do the
1: Masters of Evil even actually
0: show up? They don't in this book, but he does say Cap don't leave because the Masters of Evil are out there.
1: If they're out there.
0: Oh, if the Masses of Evil are out there, then it's clear that Zemo wants to engage us on multiple fronts. But then we don't get the multiple fronts and Thor leaves before any of that happens. So that's like yeah. way off.
1: Yeah, this does change the story of it. They're worried about the Masses of Evil. Iron Man needs to keep an Avengers, you know, front up because they're expecting if Zemo's here, the Masses of Evil must also be here. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they ever actually attack. Or if no. they do, we never see it.
0: No and Thor leaves, and Thor was the one who defeated them. So unless it happened between pages like Cap, but see, it still doesn't work because Cap did not leave. He was with them. So Cap leaves. Maybe at that point they defeat the Masters of Evil and then come back, and then Thor leaves. I don't know. Um, I, I, I think the
1: simplest read, unless there's a detail I'm missing, the simplest read is they were worried about the Masters of Evil, which didn't actually happen.
0: Yeah, that's probably easier. We, well, that's we weird, because I, we I was actually
1: yeah. this, I was trying to figure out where the fight happened in between the pages, and it's mm-hmm. easier to say it didn't happen, because they never actually acknowledge it.
0: Yeah. Nor was Zemo with the Masters of Evil when he kidnapped Rick in the last page of this series, So, or last issue. Right, just had his soldiers with him. Uh-huh. Uh, we never got to see Thor say goodbye, I don't think, did we? So this is new. Kind of cool. Yeah, this
1: is one of the scenes
0: that I read whenever Thor
1: was going off to his trial, Um so, there's this bit where he says goodbye to Iron Man, and there's another series where we see him say goodbye to Giant Man and Wasp. Right. Now, this is a retelling, so its continuity placement is questionable at best. Um, I get, I got the feeling that the Giant Man Wasp thing was actually supposed to be more of a flashback in continuity.
0: Okay. Um, anyway, it's a little muddled, but I think it's a cool scene, him leaving. Yeah. Yeah, him talking to
1: Iron Man and Iron Man actually getting some confirmation that Asgard is real. That was cool. I liked that.
0: Um, Yeah. But also just here is where Iron Man's starting to feel like he even brings up the Hulk here and his failure at reigning the Hulk in. But now he feels like everybody's kind of slipping through his fingers because Thor's leaving, Cap's leaving. Like his little Avengers brainchild is failing and he's like not used to failure.
1: Well, it's a weird thing because he assumes that Captain America is going to die. When Captain America leaves, he's like... Our priority status depends upon your presence here. And he really acts throughout all of this like Captain America is not coming back.
0: Which is how they did in the 60s. Because if you recall, we were like, how come they're not looking for him?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. They <laughs> and just it, kind of go with life as if there were no work Captain America.
0: And at least in here, it made less sense in the 60s because it's like Cap was there with them and he just kept going. But like here, Cap actively says, bye, I'm out. So in a way, it kind of makes sense that they don't. Look for him because he sort of quit. Mm-hmm. So that works. We get a mention of the Tinkerer. Uh huh. So that, even though we haven't seen him again, he's out there tinkering <laughs> around somewhere. That weird alien that's unexplainable. Yeah. hmm. Can't wait for that someday in twenty years. Um. They so they they changed Cap's invasion. Well, I'm fine with that too. But like in the original, he just comes straight out in the ship and starts shooting with the ship's machine guns and like doesn't hit. Bucky and or Bucky, I'm sorry. He doesn't hit Rick Jones, who's like strapped to the gate and stuff. And mm-hmm. and here it's a little more realism of him like sneaking in and finding Rick captured and all that stuff. But that was cool. I liked it.
1: Yeah. And the ca- the connection between Rick and Captain America is a lot more tenuous in this issue mm-hmm. than it was in the original series, which was already a lot more tenuous than people think it is when they look back on it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's mainly just saving Rick because. He's not going to, A, he wants revenge against Zemo anyway, mm-hmm. and B, he's not going to let Zemo get away with t- with capturing and killing another teenager. Right. There's no actual connection to Rick Jones in this as a person.
0: <laughs> no, he's just a stand-in for <laughs> Bucky. He really is. He really is he had, side- <laughs> That's kind of consistent with the 60s, too, really, at this point. Yeah.
1: So, going back to Thor leaving.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Remember that Trial of the Gods? Uh-huh. And how important it was, and he said goodbye to Jane,
0: uh-huh. and he
1: quits the Avengers, yep. and he's like, "Yes, my brother and I have to go run a race to prove that he's a liar." Uh huh. But then he's going to cheat, so I'm going to have to prove he's a liar about proving he's not a liar. Right. But that part does not mean another
0: race, even though you think that it would. Right. I remember. <laughs> yep. We just covered that. That's not a good reason to leave the Avengers, I guess. But nope. <laughs> Uh I guess he doesn't prioritize us as well, but that's all right.
1: But he does call his hammer Mjolnir, which we have not had in the comics yet.
0: Ooh. That's okay. I, I mean, presumably he's known the name of the hammer this whole time and he just never said it out yeah. loud. But it is interesting that he could just let people touch it and like they can see Asgard or something. Interesting. But other
1: people touch my hammer, they
0: see things too. Yep. Yeah, just that hammer that can do anything, I guess. And they
1: say Avengers Assemble. No, no, no. They say, once an Avenger, always an Avenger,
0: Mm -hmm. which is
1: a slogan that gets used a lot. And this is the first time, at least in this continuity, they say it.
0: Yeah. And they show the Charter Um, again, but you can't really quite read it. Well, you sort of can. Oh, you can read it. I can read it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's readable. I, I read it at some
0: point. That we, the Avengers, have banded together to protect and safeguard the planet Earth its inhabitants and resources from any and all threats, terrestrial or otherwise, which are or might prove to be beyond the power of conventional force to handle, that we shall brook no interference in the growth of mankind in meeting its rightful destiny. Interesting. That we dedicate ourselves to the establishment, growth, and preservation of peace, liberty, equality, and justice under law. This is our solemn oath. Sounds more like a, I don't know. I guess that's a charter. It feels more like a cover page switch order. <laughs> it feels more like a quality policy or something. But yeah. Yeah. I like the no interference thing. I always find that interesting. I never know when where and when superheroes draw that line, but I guess where, well, wherever the story takes them.
1: Yeah, they have to ask Iwatu first.
0: <laughs> Don't go by him.
1: Is this interfering, Iwatu? To?
0: to tell you that would be to interfere. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's interfering. <laughs> Yeah, just existing is interfering.
1: Anyway. We zoom in on Zemo and we get the really gross skin deterioration. I think probably both from age and from like having the mask glued to his face the entire time.
0: Yeah. You know what's interesting is this is two thousand five, theoretically, or even the nineties, and he's still from World War Two. Mm hmm. So how long how much longer can they do that? They're pretty much done at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, at this point, we're saying that it's 60 years between 45 and 05. Mm-hmm. So however old he was then, 20 or 30, he's 60 years older now. So yeah. He's 80 or 90 years old,
0: which... Still possible, I guess. He's yeah. pretty ripped for an 80 or 90-year-old man. Pretty spy, spry for an old guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. There's
1: a mention of, is it of the
0: Fantastic Four? Yes, it was on the uh, news. It said, um, I saw that.
1: Their launch from Cape Canaveral proceeded with that incident. So I feel like I remember the FF launching into space in a mission that like partnered with NASA or like was associated with NASA. To go to,
0: to, go to the moon, right? Maybe. Was that it? I didn't the, go
1: back and find the story.
0: The story with the red ghost or no?
1: Oh, Was that a NASA-sponsored journey?
0: <sighs> Gee, I don't remember. I remember it being a big deal that both Russia and America were going to the moon at the same time. That was issue thirteen,
1: which is way before this.
0: Okay, it can't be that then. I mean, we're almost current here, so we're talking like issue thirty or so. Well, golly, I can't think of any recent space trips they've taken. They've like been fighting no. the frightful four a lot. Right. Right. Hmm.
1: Um, going after the Skrulls?
0: Oh, they did go do that.
1: Hmm. I don't know if that was the the NASA joint thing. Oh, I think it might have been
0: because <gasps> there was a NASA thing in Strange Tales, wasn't there? They're not referencing that, are they? Surely not. <laughs> I swear, wasn't there a NASA thing where they hired Johnny to pilot or something? Oh uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Johnny was gonna go, and they 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 didn't do Sue because a girl astronaut would be too controversial.
0: Right, right, exactly.
1: Huh? So they put the high school kid in the pilot seat of the of the rocket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Yeah, right.
1: Um, and then the cliffhanger at the end, at first I thought it was an invention for drama because they have all the rocks coming down on um maybe all three of them, but certainly Rick Jones is shouting out for Cap. Mm-hmm. So you could kind of imply that Cap's in danger. Um and I thought maybe this is just made up, but then I went back and looked at the original and in the panels as the rocks fall, there is a panel where Rick thinks that Cap is gonna get covered mm. and he shouts Look Out. That's great. But cap does get pretty uh, clear pretty quickly in the comic he uses his shield to deflect the rocks and here that's basically what happens too mm-hmm. as we'll find out next issue
0: yeah it's kind of a cool you know like a cliffhanger where you kind of know that it's okay because we've already read this but yeah what are you gonna you know do are
1: not gonna kill captain america even if you haven't read this
0: yeah that's true <laughs> well kind of true all right so should we move on to uh uh r r for for rutins i guess. <laughs>
1: mutants. Yeah, there you go. Okay, we got Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch on the cover. And we open up with Jarvis Hogtied by Hawkeye. Or maybe he's Hawktied. The Avengers, Giant Man, the Wasp, and Iron Man shove like, hey, Hawkeye, you're gross. And Hawkeye's like, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm just here to talk. In fact, I'll show I'm good by launching three arrows, which slice through Jarvis's bonds very neatly. Um, Jarvis says he's fine and Hawkeye's like, Hey, I just, you know, wanted to join the team. I thought I'd show you what I could do. And, um, so they have some conversations. Avengers has some conversations about whether or not Hawkeye could join the team. And that's when, um, giant man's like, if we're talking about new members, we should probably acknowledge that we're actually talking about replacement members because the wasp and I are getting ready to go. Mm. And Iron Man's like, "Ah, okay, fine. Um, and so the Pims are leaving or Pim and Van Dyne are leaving. Tony Stark is like, it, I don't even know if this team is worth continuing, but we've got the Hawkeye character. They come up with the idea of opening up to other members, to other people, and maybe even people who could use a second chance like Hawkeye. Tony Stark's like, huh? Okay. I'll, head, head, I'll talk to Merch about it. Then Hawkeye and Jarvis are having tea. Jarvis looks angry at Hawkeye, but then they clink, cups and their friends because they were friends last issue Mm -hmm. in bolivia cap is just fine zemo is dead um and rick's like okay let's go back to america and catch america says goodbye bucky and carrying the fading consciousness rick jones they walk out of the scene back at avengers mansion Iron Man makes a press announcement about the joining of Hawkeye to the team. Merch loses his stuff over it, starts yelling at Tony Stark. Tony Stark grabs Murch's phone, where he's threatening to call the president and shut down this whole Avengers thing right now. Iron Man's like, look, listen, your power trip is over. We're doing this. We're Avengers, and you're going to stop getting in our way. And by the way, Hawkeye is just the beginning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Three days later in London, Tony Stark and Special Agent Merch greet Pietro and Wanda. Merch is a jerk. Quicksilver is not having it. So they send Merch out of the room. Special Agent Merch, like, you know what? Could you step outside? We've got to get some work done here. And once he's gone, there's a much better camaraderie between Tony and the two mutants. Um, Tony paves over the road with merch as they leave in Central America, Captain America and Rick Jones are making their way back to the United States whenever they're at a convenience store, (laughs) convenience store, gas station, and they see the cover of USA Today, New Avenger, Marksman announced as newest member is like, oh, okay, to be concluded.
0: Wow, this one went fast. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like the issues where they have a lot of the the narrative, you know, not the behind-the-scenes narrative, but the upfront narrative, they go mm-hmm. much faster. And this one does. I think it's because we know the events. Uh-huh. So we can kind of go it's through like, and just get the highlights of this new version. Like, I mean, we've already seen Hawkeye kidnap or, you know, tie up Jarvis and ingratiate himself into the Avengers. So, it seems pretty obvious that
1: Jarvis was in on this. That oh, yes. It was on a show for the Avengers. But why is Jarvis acting mean at and angry at Hawkeye?
0: Because he says, lead on Jeeves. Calling him Jeeves and then just noise him. <laughs> Maybe. But I thought that was a good move on Hawkeye's part because it's like, make sure that they don't know that he knows him. You know? Yeah. Pretend yeah, you don't know okay. him. Okay. I like that. But anyway. That was, I like, like, this is a retcon that I'm, that I'm down with where, like. The events that you knew still happen, but there's just a bunch of behind-the-scenes stuff where Jarvis is saved by Hawkeye and in turn helps Hawkeye's situation out by, like, figuring out a way for him to become a member. I don't know. I think that was cool.
1: I do, too. I really like that little undercurrent there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this whole inviting um, rehabilitation members onto the team is presented as an idea between Stark and uh, Hank and Janet. Mm Mm-hmm. And in relatively recent comics, there was a flashback story where Captain America got the idea, because Captain America worked with Spider-Man. Spider-Man's status with the law was a little bit in question. He's like, you know, the idea of working with people who are having trouble with the law is appealing. I don't have time to do that right now, because there's so much stuff with the Avengers, but maybe one day.
0: Right. It's a cool idea. I don't know that the Avengers in particular are the team that has the misfits on it. Yeah. They do have some, one's obviously. mightiest
1: heroes. <laughs> right.
0: They're more the JLA type, whereas I would say maybe the Defenders are the criminals or maybe even the uh, champions. I don't know much about the champions. But. Or at least, you know, the ones who
1: might need a little bit of help in their standing and the yeah. legal standing is not exactly certain. The Defenders seems like the place for that.
0: Yeah, you got your, uh, you know, Criminal Submariner, Criminal Hulk and your Black Magic Doctor Strange and the, that one Silver Surfer guy who tried to kill us all. Or led the Mm -hmm. dude who was going to eat us. I mean, those are the bad. Those are the not great guys. Mostly the Avengers are cool, except for your occasional Hawkeye types. So remember back in the Avengers
1: 15, whenever Hank says, oh, Janet, I hadn't even thought about you. We finally get some context to what he could have meant there. How the Wasp is like, you know, upset and having troubles ever since almost dying. Uh Uh-huh. So 2005, we get some clarity. (laughs)
0: I do like, about the wasp. I mean, we already said that, but I do like that that's their reason for leaving. Mm-hmm. And I like how hard it is on Iron Man, all these people just like quitting left and right on him. I just think that's kind of cool. I don't think we really had that element in the original so much because he was just going to leave too.
1: Yeah. It kind of comes out of nowhere and isn't really handled with any depth. There's like, yeah, we want to quit. And, uh-huh. guy's like, and Iron Man's like, yeah, I, I was going to quit too. So yeah. it's all you, Cap. Bye. Yeah.
0: I like the idea that. Tony's taking this really hard because this is like his baby, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, that's another thing we don't really get in the 60s is like any one person in particular taking ownership of the Avengers necessarily. I mean, obviously Tony Tony pays for it with his mansion stuff, but like we don't get the sense that he cares more about the Avengers than anybody else or anything. Which is definitely something
1: that has come up in more recent continuity. Mm -hmm. That the Avengers are actually like, there's somebody in charge of making them happen. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe 616 hasn't really done that, but I, I feel, I, I know the ultimates they do. Yeah. I don't know if 616 says. Um, it's nice having a little more weight to the moment with Zemo's death. hmm And Captain America, like having killed him instead of just driving back, talking about how, Hey, you just killed Zemo. Yay.
0: I like how it kind of doesn't make him happy. You know, and not that it makes him sad either, but it's like, he just says revenge. It doesn't feel like I thought it would, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like good riddance, you know,
1: it's world of every revenge story, though. Yeah. You feel like you need it, and then you do it, and then you're just still there with your feelings. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um. They mentioned the Maria Stark Foundation.
0: When he goes um, to pick up, page, when he picks him up? Yeah. Yeah. I like this. This is a great scene because it also answers a question of ours as to why Tony Stark was picking him up at the airport. Because Tony Stark oh. shows up as Tony Stark to initiate new Avengers because he's the head of the Maria Stark Foundation that funds the Avengers. So that kind of makes sense. Right.
1: Yeah. Which I had never heard of before, but turns out it goes all the way back to 1982. What, the
0: Maria Stark Foundation? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. It
1: was first mentioned in comics in 82, so by this point it would be old hat continuity if if you know what your
0: books are. So there's another example of 20 years it took him to come up with a foundation name, I guess. Right, right. The
1: sentiments of joining the Avengers in the original comics were much more Pietro's idea. Uh-huh. And this is definitely getting more of a Wanda-leaning sentiment.
0: Yeah. And I also like that it's partly because they're tired of running. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think in the 60s, they don't even talk about that, really. They don't even really talk about the fact that they're probably criminals, which is a big deal here. Yes. Yeah, that's
1: completely ignored. I mean, it's sort of the undercurrent because they were with the a Brotherhood and Hawkeye was a wanted criminal. So it's not text, but it's very, very strong subtext. Mm-hmm. I loved the moment where Tony kicked merch out of the conversation.
0: <laughs> that, that was great. And even the confrontation before where it's like, we're too big now. And he didn't even mean like on a power level, but just like good luck with the, uh, with the, uh, public relations of, of shutting us down at this point, you know, like you just can't do it. Not without it looking really bad for you. We'll be fine. We'll still continue to be superheroes right. and it's over, man. The Avengers are loved. So bye.
1: um, Okay, so on page 8,360,000, the one where they're driving out and Tony is talking to uh-huh. merch, uh-huh. they mention, where is it? Panel two, Cape Citadel. I was saying a friend of mine had a son that was killed at Cape Citadel. So just for everyone falling alone at home, that is the Air Force base from the first issue of the X-Men.
0: Oh, where Magneto took over. and mm-hmm. uses- That's a direct reference to continuity there. Wow. Yeah, there's more mutie hate with uh, with this than there has been, kind of. Yeah, but, yeah. But nobody likes Magneto, so that makes sense.
1: A little bit of translation when we're in Torre Alba and they're at the thing. Uh-huh. Um, the salesman says, America, America, Usted es el capitán
0: aquí en el periodico. Uh-huh.
1: He's saying, you are the captain right here in the newspaper.
0: Oh, wow. The periodical. Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to get my life back. And then they open it up. New Avenger. Whoops. Guess I'm Whoops. not. Oh, by the way, Giant Man has his bonkers helmet in this issue for the first time.
1: Yes. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. In the, uh, in the original comics, he got that in the issue after they saved Wasp.
0: Okay. So this kind of He actually got
1: of it to astonish while that two-parter was going.
0: But did he even suit up in the last issue? Or were they just talking heads about not fighting the masters of evil? So it kind of uh, works. Like I don't yeah. I don't think he's even in this issue. What the heck? I think he's not. There's no giant man or wasp in this in the last issue. Wait a second.
1: In the one before the one we're talking about right now?
0: Yeah. In issue in six? Issue issue six, yeah. So he could have had it on then too. We just don't see him. <laughs> Whoa. Trippy, huh? Huh. Yeah, that's bizarre. Because they what are they gonna do? They didn't fight the Masters of Evil. And they want right. them to and they're ready to leave. So their their next scene has to be them quitting, I guess.
1: Yeah, and every, we the last time we saw Giant Man, he's yelling at Thor, and then he finds out at the end of that scene that she's fine. Mm-hmm. They're not in issue six, and in issue seven, he has his helmet. Okay. Yeah. So that works. Um what's that? Nothing. So small change, Catch America knows about Hawkeye before getting back to the headquarters. Oh, good point. So exactly how it was before. Mm-hmm. And Rick Jones wishing for a soda is a much preferred storytelling device than, oh, yay, people are speaking English. We must be close to civilization.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and they weren't swinging on vines like Tarzan at any point either, which is interesting. No. Um, But that brings us to our final issue. last issue, S, featuring the Kooky Quartet. Issue number eight. So the
1: A had the whole original team.
0: Uh-huh. And now we're at the Kooky Quartet team. That's an awesome observation. Many of the
1: characters are the same.
0: Great bookend. Or uh, book uh what do you want? What do you call it? Bookends? Yeah, bookends. Bookends. Okay. okay. So Stanley presents the JFK International Airport, where Tony Stark is leading the, the, the Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch off the plane, and they're like, you know, who'd be interested in us? Big D. I? And they turn around and there's all these reporters. It is a big deal. And Pietro at first turns, does his Donald Duck impression and gets a little uppity. But then Tony Stark calms down the situation and he's like, we are very proud to have these guys. And we hope to give them the chance that they deserve to prove themselves as heroes and – Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are impressed by his speech and think he's kind of cool. Six hours later, they're at Avengers Mansion. Um, Jarvis is knocking on the door to present them some tea, and they are in full uniform, ready to go. Um, Jar- er, Quicksilver accuses Jarvis of spying, but he's like, no, no, that's not how we work here. So Jar- so Quicksilver's just a little, like, still kind of got his guard up. Cap and, St- er, Cap and Steve, I was going to say, just like Pietro Quicksilver. Uh, <laughs> Steve and Rick Jones are jeeping it back to New York. They encounter a big news crew outside Avengers Mansion. So he so he suits up, Cap suits up, and he and Rick take the secret underground tunnel that he knows about to get into Avengers Mansion. And double page spread. There's all the new Avengers, including Hawkeye, Quicksilver, and Scarlet Witch. Happy to see him. They're like, yay. Um, and he asks about Thor and he finds out that Giant Man and the Wasp are leaving. And that's when Iron Man decides to announce that he, too, is leaving, which makes Cap and everybody kind of shocked. What? How? Oh. Um, and then Iron Man's like, I'm going to pass the torch on to you, Cap. And Cap's like, what? Me? No. I am i don't know how to do any of this stuff. What are you talking about? Um, and anyway, those guys are all criminals, aren't they? And he's like, you know, has to be convinced to give it a try. Um And he can't imagine the Avengers not existing, so meanwhile it cuts to some awkward moments in the dining room where the non-Avenger, soon-to-be Avengers, are hanging out with Jarvis, and Hawkeye, like, hits on Scarlet Witch, and Quicksilver gets in his face, and then Scarlet Witch is like, I don't need your help, and she, like, breaks his bow with her hex powers, and Hawkeye thinks that's hot, um... Then they talk about how they're fugitives, and they were from a group called the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. And Hawkeye's like, okay, should be interesting. Cut to Cap reading the Charter by himself. Rick Jones approaches him, um, and uh, 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 Cap's like, I thought Zemo might have been the end of my journey, but it looks like it's just the beginning. I'm going to take this chance and wish me luck. And Rick's like, yeah, okay, fine. I guess I'll go hang out with the Hulk. Good luck. Um we get goodbyes from Giant Man, Wasp, and Iron Man as they all kind of go out the back door just like they did originally shake each other's hand. Hank and Jan kiss. Iron Man flies away. Captain America opens the door uh, to, to the library with Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, and Hawkeye standing there. And they say, well, now what? And he says, okay, Avengers, let's get started. And it cuts back to Iron Man... I'm sorry, not even Iron Man, just Tony Stark at his desk in his Stark Industries uh, flushing New York tower. Um, and he's talking to Merch and Merch is like, well, at least I get to deal with you and not your stupid Iron Man bodyguard. That guy's annoying. And then, I don't know, they talk about taxes or something. But he turns on the news, and he sees Captain America announcing the new Avengers team and raises his shield, says, Avengers assemble. And Tony smiles and says, the dream lives on. And Yay. and there came a day, a day unlike any other, when Earth's Mightiest Heroes and Heroines found themselves united against a common threat. On that day, the Avengers were born to fight the foes no single superhero could withstand. Through the years, their roster has prospered, changing many times, but their glory has never been denied. Heed the call, then, for now. The Avengers assemble the beginning. dun, dun, dun. Yay! This one was, like, pretty much straight up what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just
1: some different perspectives on stuff, yeah. but pretty much just a retelling of issue 16.
0: Yeah, which was cool. Um,
1: okay, so at the beginning of the comic, it says, uh, let me get to the page. Okay, so they're the two pages where they're coming off of the plane, and then it says six hours later, and they're in their costume. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this was in your mind, but I was like, six hours later, um, did it take them six hours to put on their clothes?
0: <laughs> yeah, because they are at... JFK, maybe it took six hours to get through all that nonsense or something. Yeah, maybe they had a nap. Who knows? Yeah, passports and, you know,
1: whatever. I love how far Tony and Jarvis are going to show them acceptance.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Rest assured, young man, this is your house now, and the distrust you've undoubtedly experienced in the outside world does not exist within these walls. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I like that they're guarded, both of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Their outfits sure look kind of more dated than Iron Man's original gold outfit in the first issue of this series. It's kind of weird. Especially uh, Quicksilver. Quicksilver's
1: not supposed to have this little shoulder thing Yeah, that he has. Yeah,
0: and I never realized he had little finny feet like Robin, but.
1: <laughs> I think I did know about those. Uh, anyway.
0: So this, they, um, they do change a little bit. Remember your, you thought it was funny that Captain America suits up and he sneaks his way into the Avengers mansion and then just finds Rick there? yes well they changed that on this and just made them both go in through the secret passage which i guess works better no vaulting over the public's heads no and we get this we get this um you know now kind of we get a piece of the avengers mansion we haven't seen up until this issue in this miniseries i mean but this is kind of where the kooky quartet hang out it seems like lately is this below the mansion level so this was like the first i like that they introduce it here as a way to sneak in that we didn't see before and Rick
1: says, never been down here before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's this whole underground complex that we never saw with the first team, and we're down there every issue now. Mm-hmm. Um, I said it earlier, but I love the idea of rooting um, the Janet and Hank decision, mm-hmm. leaving in their disastrous encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, we can imagine they even had their solo adventures, but like in between issues, off panel, there were some hard conversations about how they were coping with the trauma and everything. Mm-hmm and taking some time off to sort of figure out who they are now and what they want from life will do them good. I really like all that.
0: Yeah. Now, do they give us a better reason as to why Iron Man is leaving? I can't remember. Looking. He says, "I hope I'm not so arrogant enough to believe that it can't go on without me. It's gotten much bigger than that. It's time to pass the torch." Maybe he just feels like as everybody else is leaving that he started this thing with that like he should just get out of the way too. I think that's as far as it goes, though.
1: Yeah, I don't think I think this is actually a less clear reason.
0: <laughs> uh oh.
1: Could be. Okay, I mean I need to take some responsibility. I look back at the situation with the Hulk as my own personal failure. I should have managed that better. With these new people on board, I suppose I saw them as a chance of redemption, theirs and mine. Um But he's not gonna be there to handle these new people. No, he's not. Yeah. At least in the um in the comics, they made the passing line about him having problems with his suit oh yeah they haven't talked about that at all no not even a little bit here there's really no reason why he is leaving the team <clears throat> except that he's just kind of pissed about
0: the way things have been going mm-hmm. but then he sets it up and fixes it so i don't know maybe he just feels it'd be better without them at this point i don't know why
1: but and the weird thing is is that he's still staying on as tony stark like he's still the manager of the team right he's just not in it anymore so that's that's an interesting dynamic mm-hmm Which I guess is happening in the 616 world, just in
0: the background. Right. Yeah, because they still use his mansion. And apparently his money. I like
1: him saying, we're going to pass the torch to you more than, we've been doing this for three whole issues longer, so we deserve a rest.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, and, I mean, I don't know if they really hammer it home, but I still think they need him for government cooperation. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense to let him lead now. Um. Of course,
1: Hawkeye's first social attempt is to hit on Wanda. And this is right after telling Jarvis all
0: about how hot Natasha was. Yes. Well, that's Hawkeye for you. One dimensional.
1: Yeah. Or at least the wrong dimensional. <laughs>
0: Sometimes, yeah.
1: Um. Okay. So we got this Avengers Charter document. Uh-huh. and there, there are times where they kind of worship this document. Mm-hmm. And they do that towards the end here with Captain America sitting there with Rick Jones. Mm-hmm. And like... I was listening to the John Adams biography that inspired the HBO miniseries from about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and it, I was kind of doing both at the same time. So, like, here in 2020, it is easy to forget how much weight and value was placed on documents like the Declaration of Independence right. or the Constitution, mm-hmm. that there is this piece of writing that encapsulates the meaning of your mission mm-hmm. and, therefore, just, just the writing itself is like elevated, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't personally think that the writing in this charter is really all that grand. Mm-hmm. But if we imagine there's something else there that we haven't actually been able to read, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> then I can definitely get behind this idea yeah. of this charter being like, you know, yeah, a worshipable
0: document, and a guy like Captain America putting a lot of weight into it,
1: because mm-hmm. it's, it's the sort of thing that Captain America would definitely get behind. Yeah,
0: but the Avengers have always been very. A very earnest roster who are all about being Avengers and Avengers meaning something. So I like that it's all channeled into this document. as supposed to just, mm-hmm. just as a team thing to say. Like, you know, in the '60s we were getting a lot of like, that's not how you act like an Avenger. You know, it's like really because we're 15 issues in and you already know what Avengers are all about. But right. so I kind of like that they tie it all together with this thing that. You're right, it's not that exciting to read, but maybe we could just pretend we didn't read it, and it has better words.
1: Yeah, yeah, That that's how I want to go with it, because I think there are other versions of the Avengers Charter out there that say different things. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of that scene, though, Rick Jones is acting like he's already about to slink away from the team.
0: Yeah, I kind of felt like, <laughs> I wasn't sure if that's what he was doing, or if he was being a little butthurt that Cap's just kind of like, yeah, I'm going to go off and lead this team now, see you later. He's like, yeah, right, good luck, I guess. Maybe that's what inspires him to just go back to the Hulk mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or he was just going to anyway. But Cap seems oblivious to Rick's uh, uh, opinions on the matter, if any.
1: Yeah, well, like we said, he, he has so little connection to Rick in yeah, this book. Totally, the fact that they've talked as much as they have in this scene is probably just a result of the fact that they just came back from Bolivia together.
0: It's probably because Rick went in there to talk to him, because otherwise Cap wouldn't be talking to him. Because that brown, right. that generic brown-haired sixteen-year-old boy was saved. So what more use does he have? For him?
1: And we get like three or four really fantastic pages full of like weight mm-hmm. in the moment. Yeah,
0: which I actually thought had that same weight in the original, you know? I remember feeling a little like sad that these three founders were shaking their hands goodbye and going their separate ways. And it had that mm-hmm. it had that same feeling in this, even though this is a more modern, dialogued version.
1: And that brings us to a rather fantastic ending with the new Avengers and mm-hmm. Tony Stark was sitting in his office planning it all at the beginning, and now Tony Stark's sitting in his office Ooh. watching it all come to a new
0: level. Nice. Yep. The dream lives on. The dream lives on. Cookie Quartet, and here we are. And then their first mission is to fight the Mole Man.
1: <laughs> Don't you know you've got to go find the Hulk? Get his strength oh, on the
0: team. Yeah, see, they, they, they ignored that bit of nonsense, too, which was good.
1: Yeah. Especially in light of how they spun the Hulk in this. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, go 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 back and get that. Yeah. Tony's like, I counted the Hulk as my own personal failure. You should- and now... I'm going to make him yours.
0: Go get the whole. <laughs> Go horse. find him again. Yeah, exactly. That was cool, though. But, yeah, I'm really glad we
1: did this. Whenever we, uh, I, would, I don't know why the idea occurred, but it's just like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to do a modern retelling. And Well, the yeah, first idea was, was to do
0: it. Avengers Forever, but props to you for thinking of this instead, because I think this was much more on the nose as to what we're currently covering. Yeah. Avengers Forever kind of, Scopes the entire Avengers it would have been cool. It's
1: like, yeah, right. It would have been cool. Like, it's a big Avengers story. It's a big Avengers history story, but it's not really
0: ours. It's not Avengers no. history. It's pretty amazing that this covers like literally where we are, pretty much. I mean, mm-hmm. we're a few issues ahead of this moment, but it was cool to read this again. And, it was cool to read this again with that kind of uh, you know, Silver Age stuff in the brain. It was great. Right. And I think if we do it at 250 instead
1: of 200, that'll be about the time we're ready to. Uh, we've we've gotten to the end of the events in the second miniseries. Okay,
0: I don't think I've ever read that one, so that'll be interesting. I you know, i never read this
1: one, and I've never read that one oh, either. Okay, um, I, I was I didn't even realize it existed until I was part way through this one. Oh, and I was looking up something about the issues, and like Avengers: Earth Mightiest Heroes Volume Two came up. I was like, what? Um, and then completely separate from Avengers: Earth's
0: Mightiest Heroes, the cartoon tie-in cartoon tie-in oh
1: i think so i think there's an avengers earth my heroes comic that ties into the cartoon
0: okay yeah every time i googled this miniseries, that cartoon came up basically
1: but yeah if you're out there and you've never read this i mean unless you're just like a purist for the silver age which you know i understand but if that's not you definitely recommend checking these eight issues out yeah they're uh they're collected they're on comiXology as either individual digital issues or a collected digital issue um definitely worth your time
0: absolutely yep an excellent way to celebrate a two-part one episode 100 thing yeah 100 issues dude 100 episodes yeah episodes. i think we've got more than almost 300 i was gonna say i think we've got a few more issues under our belt 307 if you count tonight, which I don't know if we want to, but that's fine. I'm going to. That also includes those weird (laughs) Golden Age ones we did real quick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. As far as the Silver Age issues I was keeping count of, we'll get to 300 in just a couple more episodes. Um, But yeah, this is, what, two years? I I hate that we have 52 weeks in the years and a 50 weeks (laughs) in the year. Who who messed up that part of the calendar? Crazy. So you can't celebrate two years and a hundred episodes at the same time. There's like a month unless, of difference. Unless there. you take like two weeks off or something. Right. Right. Which we haven't done. We haven't missed a single week.
0: We haven't taken any weeks. off. I mean, we have, but you guys don't know that as far as you're concerned, yeah, we've taken no weeks, weeks off know where we had breaks and recording. Right. <laughs> all
1: right. Well, thank you all of you again for supporting us for two years of episodes. 100 in the bag. Going forth for hopefully another hundred into nineteen we're we're already in August of nineteen sixty five, next episode. Nineteen sixty five seems feels like has flown by faster than nineteen sixty
0: four did. Why is that though? It does. I don't You're know. totally right. It does. Like sixty-four seemed like mm-hmm. it dragged on forever. And sixty five, right. I cannot believe we're done already. Almost.
1: Yeah. We have uh five more months of it. So I guess it's still almost half. So but, so where I mean, will August be,
0: feels like late. Where will we be with uh, I guess we can't predict because uh, month count changes, but where will we be with uh, episode 200? <laughs> um, <1966? I> 1966.
1: <laughs> I don't know exactly. I just remember looking at the Avengers, Earth Mighty Heroes, Volume 2 to see what events it goes up to, finding out what Avengers issue that was, and kind of estimating by fours how long it would take to get there.
0: Okay, so sometime in the late 60s, yep, sometime in the late 60s, Yellow Jacket will be involved, we'll figure it out. Yeah.
1: Maybe I'll do a count and, and, and come back next episode and say, here's where we're, we're going to be. All right. Okay. All right. So um, all of you out there on Twitters, thank you very much for following us at Make Ours Marvel. Um, Do you want to do the whole? Yeah, I guess we should tell them what they're covering next
0: episode. Oh, shoot. Put me on the spot. Why don't you? Um, I have it if you want to. Well, I know we're covering Avengers 20, which is the second mm-hmm. part of the Swordsman. Swordsman? Swordsman thing. We're covering Amazing Spider-Man twenty-nine because he steps on Scorpion's tail, and then I don't know the other one or two that we're doing, if we're doing two, four. Do you know? And
1: yeah, Journey into Mystery one hundred twenty-one. Okay, which is Thor. Uh huh. And Tales to Astonish seventy-three, which would be um, Astonish. That's Submariner. Namor. Yeah. Yeah, Submariner and the Hulk. Right. So, so there there those go. are the four we have slotted for next episode. Episode 101. Going forward for another century. <laughs> Wait. No, no. Wait, I thought we were
0: quitting. Shoot, I forgot all about that. Oh, well. Yeah, we didn't get 100 requests. We got
1: like seven. Yeah. By the same guy. <laughs> One guy sent us five. <laughs> 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 we didn't get 100 requests out there. So too bad, kids. Yeah, Tune in next week for nothing. <laughs> good luck with that 101. Yeah. No, we'll be. Yeah, here. we'll be here. We have nothing else to do. Probably. Yeah, it's Friday nights. We're forty. What are we going <laughs> to do? <gonna> do. <laughs> You're out clubbing. We're podcasting comics. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got it better? I, I, I would have to say that we probably do agree. because I'm an introvert, and going out clubbing was always a little bit uncomfortable. Even more so now. Yeah, that'd be the worst. <laughs> yeah. All right. So be here next time, and until then, or until Hawkeye leads his
0: own Avengers team, make ours Marvel.